You have insufficient funds. Insufficient Funds is back for the first time in 2020. I have several guests with me tonight. Yes, this is the first episode of 2020, Sarah. So, I have Sarah with me as always. Sarah, you want to give the people your social media? And she tried it though. S-H-E-T-R-I-E-D-I-T-T-H-O. You've been doing this long enough for you not to I have know, to think about how to spell it. I really can't spell. Like, come on now. All right. I can't spell. It's cool. But it's I mean, cool. And of course, we have Kayla as well. Kayla. I mean, you want me Instagram? So it's four underscores K Simone. All right. So we have a special guest with us tonight. Uh, we have Craig also known as DJ Rockefeller. Craig is actually a police officer, and he's going to give us some insight on some things tonight. Craig, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Yeah, Craig, uh, you can find me on DJ Rockefeller, DJ Rockefeller. All right, so as we all know, the world is going crazy right now, right? So... How do you guys feel about what's going on right now? I mean, where do we start, honestly? Wherever you want. It's your you know, it's your world, so you tell me. I, I just feel like it's so much going on, like with the peaceful protest that was supposed to be peaceful initially and just turned out to be more than what we expected. And it's just like, I don't know, I feel like I'm a ball of emotions and I can't really articulate how I feel at this moment. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but that's just how I feel personally. I can't say whether I'm this or I'm that. Like, it's so much, and it's almost unexplainable at this point. I can definitely agree with you on that. Sarah, how you feel? Um, I would, like, just, again, like, piggyback off that. It's just an overwhelming feeling. Um, it's like, like that James Baldwin quote that you see on Instagram all the time to be black in America is to be like outraged and what is the quote like to be outraged and all whatever like all of us feel is all at once it's just we have a pandemic going on we're seeing like African Americans disproportionately affected by that and then we're seeing like the resurfacing. and like again it's coming to the surface of police brutality we thought we had gotten away from that but here it comes again and it's just um not only that, like, not only are we seeing people dying, we're still seeing, like, people be surprised by it, mm-hmm. and we're still seeing people show their ass as if we deserve it. Like, try to justify some way or find some way to kind of say, well, what did you do to, to victim shame mm-hmm. someone losing their life? As if 
you know, there is no such thing as excessive force or there's no such thing as, you know, racism, oppression, systemic oppression. So um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Kurt, how you feel? Um, pretty much the same way how Sarah and Kayla feel. Um, uh, it's ridiculous. In any shape or form. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, uh, life was lost in the arms of the police officers. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's honestly crazy. I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Honestly, with everything going on, like, I, like Kayla said, this shit, this is like different, and like the world is going crazy right now. It's like everybody's had enough, right? And like everybody's showing the fuck out before we've had the the cops you know killing black people and and the brutality and all that's going on what would y'all think would make a difference because now it's just like repeated action repeated action and nothing's coming from it so what would be that end all be all to say okay now we're making a difference segregation make a difference at this point i don't think there would ever be a difference I think we honestly have to segregate ourselves. That might be very, 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 like, what sort of, like, extremely rebellious, but I feel like there's no way for us to to, to really thrive and, and really be, for us to really be um, not open on as open season mm-hmm. as we are. We've seen it before. We've seen communi- communities thriving, like, um, Malcolm X is like the nation of Islam. Any community community where the nation of Islam was, whether it was Patterson, whether it was in like in California, those communities all had black economies, like black black businesses, black protection, black health programs, black everything, and they were all supported by black people. And those communities were thriving. There's nowhere in America where black people exist where they're just thriving. They may be doing good. But we're not like we're not thriving. Could it ever be? There's no way that we can ever exist in this society and be equal to them. We have to be. We have to be separate. I'm sorry. Well, that may be very true, but I really feel like we have to be separate. So, so that too. So, when speaking in terms of Martin Luther King and civil rights movement and trying to promote desegregation and come together one. Do you think that weaken the black community? Because we all had to at that time depend on ourselves and kind of build up, you know, black wealth. Mm-hmm. So to some extent that the civil rights movement and desegregation kind of hindered us as far as building up the black community to depend on themselves. Because we had that prior to segregation, because we had no choice. No, no I, don't, I mean, I, I don't think. I think. Go ahead, Jakey. So I don't. I don't feel like that. That hindered us at all. I mean, I think that made us stronger as a people, right? I think it's like now, if we were to desegregate from them, then it would be hard for them. It'd be a lot harder for the. You think so? Black dollar. Yeah, yeah the black dollar is powerful. Exactly, but I feel like you just said. Desegregation weakened the black dollar because no, you 
means, oh, yes. sorry. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Kayla. I'm sorry. So with desegregation, you know, it allowed us to come together as a people in the U.S., but I feel like once that happened, it weakened us as a community. So now we do depend on other races for X, Y, and Z, but if that, not to say that segregation, you know, is a good thing, but if it were to have continued, I feel like that would have strengthened us as a community to depend on us for everything. Mm-hmm. So, so now I don't feel like we're as strong as we could have been. Segregation is hate. Is that correct? It's a form of hate. Mm-hmm. You said what? Segregation is essentially a, a form of hate. Yep. Right? Yep. Why you say that? Because it is. That's what it is. You 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 guys are basically saying that you want us to stop messing with you know white people and, and just put to the black community. Uh, I thought the whole purpose of, of of what we're trying to accomplish here is, is bringing people together instead of trying to you know. But that's the thing. We're trying, like as a black community, we have tried. He was promoting that. We were trying to do that, but they mm-hmm. never worked. I mean, every time that we've come out of a system of oppression, they've built another one. So we came out of slavery, and from slavery, they built the system of mass incarceration. They've built, we've come out of, like, we've come out of segregated schools, and then we have a system of affirmative action, and then in there, we have these systems in schools that, where people can't even get to certain schools based on their zip codes, where people can't even get the same education, where they don't have the same resources. Every time we think we come out of something and we're a little bit integrated into their system, there's a little bit of a wall that still is put up to block us from that that American dream that we think that we 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 have the right to. We don't have to have the American dream. We can have our own black ass dream. Clearly they want a part of it so bad. They want to be a part. They want to bottle that shit and sell it. Anytime, any angle they can get it at, they will bottle that shit and sell it. Right. If we were truly segregated, these whites would lose their fucking mind. And that's just how I feel. So you think that we should do that? Like, we should go and take our money elsewhere completely? Like I'm, I'm going to tell y'all. I'm from a small Caribbean island. Mm-hmm. It's a tri-state island. My country is Grenada. You've ever heard about Grenada? Our, our, we got our independence, and our first prime, our second prime minister was Morris Bishop. He took that bitch by force. He revolutionized that island. Okay, Morris Bishop had the had the island of Grenada completely dependent on themselves. We had health programs. We had women out there on the street making more money as women than they were making in the, in the United States. We had activists from the United States, Angela Davis. Many people going to Grenada because black people were fucking thriving. There was never a, like, probably, like, I don't even know. There was not even a culture at the time that thought a group of African Americans solely dependent on themselves with their own economy that was thriving. It wasn't until the U.S. came in and invaded that shit that it started to go backwards. But every time we see a system or a group, a time where African Americans are thriving with uh, black Panthers... They're terrorists with the Grenadians. They're terrorists. They, they, they thought we were in cahoots with the Cubans. They came, invaded us, blew our shit up. Okay. Every time that happens, they break it down. There's something special about us that we could really make it on our own if we really, if we really blend together. And the white people know it. Is that something that you think can actually be done? No. Here in the United States of America? I don't. No. no. 
So how do we do that? So how do we do that then? We can stop. We gotta go back to Africa. Oh my God. So what? Everybody gets on a flight back to Africa right now, and then we start over. I bet if y'all did, I bet there's a lot. Honestly, Craig, you might can relate to me because Craig, you're from the Caribbean. I feel like out of my American friends, and this is no offense, I feel like I have like a kind of a deeper sense to my history and like of of pride because I know exactly where my family is from. I can trace all the way back to my family. JP, do you know where your where your grandparents are from? Or your great grandparents are from? Or your great great grandparents are from? Mississippi. African American. <laughs> Mississippi. I can tell you I can tell you exactly how the land my grandparents was from. Fred, can you kind of relate to that? Okay. Being from the Caribbean, having a different sense of pride. Like, like not being an African American, but being a part of a culture that knows exactly where it came from, where it originated. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I mean, again, back to what we we're saying. As far as this, you know, desegregation, I don't. It's it's impossible. It um, definitely is. It wouldn't work. It, there's no way it would work. I mean, I feel like us as black people are stronger right now than we have ever been, right? You got to look at the thing. It's like compared to the the 50s and the 60s, like the jobs that we have or the things that we can accomplish as black people, it's fucking amazing, bro. If you look at it like we have black people that are doctors, surgeons and all this shit, right? No, I, I agree. I agree. We're definitely. I mean, we can come. We can come together if we actually wanted to. But again, that's impossible too. Why do you feel like it's impossible? Because it's, uh, all right, so I'm a, I'm a firm believer that history repeats itself, right? Yep. Everything that we're seeing that's happening now has happened in the past. Agreed. Uh, it's happened in the '90s, the '80s. You know, this is nothing new. It's just. The only difference is it's all being televised. I strongly believe in that. Um, I don't think there will ever be a change in the reference to racism or, um, you know, law enforcement, certain law enforcement officers doing things to, you know, to kill men in general, whether they're black, white, Hispanic, or Asian. You know, history is repeating itself and it's just being televised. Um, you know, that's just my opinion on, on that. Uh, I don't believe that there will be any changes at all because hate is being taught, racism is being taught. As long as it continues to be taught, it will continue to happen in this world. You know, the only way for it to stop is for it to be in, for it to stop being taught. Mm-hmm. And that that'll never happen, unfortunately. So, Craig, let me ask you: as far as you being a police officer, what do you do to change this stuff? So, I can't. I mean, this is. This is obvious. I can't change the world. Yeah, just for you. I mean, just for you. You looking at your perspective as a police officer. What do you do that's different than everybody else? So everyone that I, I come into contact with depends on the situation. I, I try to make it the best uh, personal contact that they've had with a with a police officer. Yeah. Everybody's not going to have the same interactions with officers, but I try to. 
you know, make that difference. Whether it's the way how I talk to them, mm-hmm. whether, it's, whether it's the way how I treat them, you know what I'm saying? I try to be different. You can't, you can't impress everybody. Everybody's not going to feel the same way. You can't make everybody happy. Yep. Right? Do I try to do that? Yes. Does it happen every time? No. So, you know, it's just, I just try to touch everybody I come into contact with. Um, at least 99.9% of the time, that's, that's my focus. How can I make a difference with this person that I come in contact with? A positive difference. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you, what made you become a police officer? Uh, it's been from my childhood, to be honest with you. Okay. You know, I grew up in Queens, New York. It, you know, it was it, it was definitely a rough area. The police were always called upon in my neighborhood. But every time they came, uh, they never really did anything. They just said, hey, you know, you guys go your separate way. You guys go your separate way. And, you know, a couple hours later or the next day, we'd be right back at it. You know, there was, they never made a difference in my neighborhood. So I said, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, one day I, I may grow up to be a police officer. And, you know, I, I'm going to do my best to make you know, in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever I'm working. So, you know, I enjoy helping people and, and you know, this job could be very rewarding, you know? So, my question for you would be, okay. do you ever feel like you have to pick a side when it comes to being black and being a police officer? Mm. Good question. Um, no. So, no, I don't. I don't ever feel that way. Um, there is no bias in, in in my line of work for me. Um, I look at everyone the same. I, I don't see color. I don't see race. The only thing I see is gender, mm-hmm. male or female. Mm-hmm. So for me, no. I, I, it, it, being black, being white, it's, it doesn't it doesn't play a factor. I'm going to treat everyone the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you, Craig, like. Being a black man in America, you're a police officer, right? So, do you, like, fear for your life every day that you wake up? I do not. Okay. Um, and the reason why I do is because, you know, I, I get up every day with the mindset, I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. If I have to encounter, have an encounter with, you know, a law enforcement officer outside of me and you know I'm well aware of what's going on in the world and who's going to comply mm-hmm. I'm not afraid because I have, not, I have no reason to be afraid I didn't I know you know my rights I know that you know there's nothing that I did wrong so you know if I'm being asked to do anything I'm just going to comply there's no I look at it there's, there's no reason for me to be afraid now what I will say is prior to me um, you know, being in the position that I am, being a police officer, um, before me going to law enforcement, was I afraid? Um, I wasn't afraid, no, but I was extremely nervous because, you know, I've had encounters with police officers that were were not the best encounters. Okay. So, but I've never been afraid, but I've, I've been nervous. I've been shaky on traffic stops. You know, um, I've stumbled on my words and asked the question. Um, and that's just me having, you know, back encounters with police officers. Okay, so, so 
can I ask you, if you don't mind, what is like one of the worst encounters you've had with police officers before you were actually a, a cop? Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I've got a good one. I was actually, uh, I'm not going where I was, but I was here in Georgia. I was, mm-hmm. I was driving with um, my ex-girlfriend. She was actually white. Okay. Um, I my new vehicle had a fresh temp tap on it. I was, I made, I did, I did violate the law. I made an improper, I made an improper lane change. Okay, so the cop stopped me, came up to my window. Um, you know, he told me why he stopped me. It's mm-hmm. cool. Gave him. He went back to the car. He then came back, and um, he had to search my car. And you know, my my windows are rolled down. You know. I, there's nothing legal in my car. It's a brand new car, you know. Uh, so I said to him, "No." He gets a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more pushy with me, and um, in reference to him trying to get in my car, he told me, "Well, if you don't allow me to search your car, then you'll have to wait until I can't out my car." Still, I'm like, "Well, go get your dog. You're not searching my car. Can't out. Can't out. Comes out." I tell him, "I'm not. I'm not getting out my car." And not to get too much into it. Long story short, um, I ended up in my car to avoid anything really happening because they were getting pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. At that time, I wasn't really educated on when an officer tells you that you got to get out of the car on a traffic stop, on a lawful traffic stop. Um, you have to get out. And I used that at the time to get out of the car. So um, that was one of the bad encounters. The reason why I think he wanted to search my car is because I was a black man in a car with a white woman. Right. You know, in in a southern in the southern excuse me, it was actually in the northern part of Georgia. Okay. Um, so. I have a question. So you said that um, the law is on an unlawful turn or traffic stop. You do have less rights, so you have to get out the car at the officer's request. Right. Right. So that's the law. Okay, so that's something that I've never known. I didn't I didn't know that to be a law. I always have been under the understanding that unless a police officer has probable cause, there's no reason for you to get out your car. There's no reason for them to for you, for them to be um for them for them to allow themselves into your car or anything like that. So as an officer, it's not your responsibility, but as a black man, do you feel some responsibility to kind of educate people on how on things that are their rights or maybe aren't their rights? Um, Even though it's like a viewpoint because, you know, okay, so people do what they want to do, but... Before I answer your question, let me say this. Prior to me being in my position, I was not... I, I didn't have much knowledge on what a law enforcement officer can and can't do on a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I know... I didn't know what he could and can't do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, after I went through the academy and, you know, I learned about what I can do and what I can't do, I, I totally understand why certain things happened to me, you know, in the past. So, for one, to answer the question, if and when you're stopped lawfully by a lawful, um, by a lawful, a lawful officer, if he asks you to come out the car at any time, you have to, by law. He can, he can stop you and then literally walk up to your window and say, hey, step out your vehicle and come talk to me back here. If you refuse, you can go to jail for obstruction. Wait, I'm sorry. To be clear, you said at any time, not just an unlawful situation, but at any time. So here's here's the deal. 
an officer have to have a reason to stop. Right. Okay. It's not about whether you broke the law. If you've done something that they can articulate that that was abnormal, they can stop you. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're even in and out to excuse me, if you're weaving within your lane and you did not actually break the line, they can still stop you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the actual breaking the line is actually uh, while you're traveling in, in the lane is actually um, committed a, a traffic um, infraction. But if you're just weaving within your lane, that's not a that's not you're not breaking the law. But however, it is suspicious, you know. So as long as they have they can articulate why they stopped you, you know, it makes it lawful. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't have a legit reason, then it's not lawful either or. You still want to comply. Okay. So, I know for me, me personally, so, I went to Kennesaw State, right? Which is, Kennesaw is like a PWI, whatever. And I had a Monte Carlo at the time. And I got stopped a lot up there, right? No reason why. I'll never forget one time, I got stopped. And there were like six police cars behind my car. I didn't do anything wrong. Like, it wasn't swerving nothing. It was six police cars just to stop me. So, what is like, like, can you give me like a reason behind why it would take all those police cars to stop my one car? I'm by myself. Okay. So, I can give you, I can give you several scenarios of of why you would get swarmed by different cops, okay? Okay. Uh, I'll just give you two quick ones. Okay. Well, um, you said you were in a Monte Carlo. That's an older model car, right? 2005, yep. Um, so, I, I believe that uh, people are profiled. Okay. Okay. Pro- I believe that it's still alive in the world. That could have been a reason why you were stopped. Okay. Secondly, um, a crime could have just been committed, not saying necessarily with you, but a vehicle description could have been been out with um, where it specifically matched your vehicle. And, you know, it took all those cops to, to do a thing to take. I don't know what the situation was, but it's a possibility. I mean, I've, I know that me personally, I've, I've stopped a car along with my coworkers that, that fit the description. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know that that wasn't the person or the vehicle, but it fit the description. I got you. Three, four, five cop cars surrounding you with guns out, but you know, sometimes you know, maybe you're wrong place, wrong time, or it could just be a profile situation. Okay. By law, if a law enforcement officer asks you to step out the vehicle on a lawful traffic stop, you have to. There is no ifs and buts. There is no why. If it tells you get out the car, you get out the car. So, what would you say is a lawful traffic stop, though? So, was was me being pulled over in the Monte Carlo, and literally them checking my ID and be like, "All right, you're good to go." Is that a lawful traffic stop? Okay. Well, depending on what they told you you're stopped for, a lot of officers. um, I mean, was your was your windows tinted dark on your vehicle? Maybe. Okay, so let's just say, yes. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say they stopped you're tanned, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, 
you know, uh, they stopped you because of your tent, and they, they asked you to get out. You got to get out. Okay. You know, um, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm using the term lawful because every time you stop, technically, it's supposed to be a lawful stop. Right. And, and it's because you, either or you committed a traffic infraction yeah. uh, and or, um, you know, you have a you have a warrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the, the vehicle is stolen. Um, there's so many different reasons why you can be stopped. You know, like um, I was explaining to you guys, if you're weaving um, within your lane and you still haven't break the lane, you can still be stopped because it's 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 not normal for somebody to be weaving in their lane. Right. Yeah. So as long as an officer can can articulate um, why they stopped you, it's considered a lawful stop. You know, and, and at the officer's request, if he say, hey, listen, step out of the car, you're required by law to step out. If you refuse to do so, you know, they can pull you out. And, and at that point, you're going to be under arrest nine times out of ten. So today I saw a video. Um, the, the, the headline was about a grandmother who had, like, literally stopped in front of a police with his, drunk, his gun drawn on a guy. The guy had... Um, he did make a illegal turn or he failed to yield at a stop sign, something like that. Mm-hmm. But he went all the way to his house. And once he got to his house, he pulled into his driveway and he waited for six minutes. Six minutes for family members to come outside. I feel like what that man did potentially saved his life because even though he may have um, possibly did something that was unlawful, we're in a time where, like, we have so many precautions put in place for people to obey the law, citizens and law enforcement agents. However, we are, as civilians are still at the end of excessive force or we, we, we're at, we're, um, we're potentially in danger. For him to go all the way to his house and wait in front of his family, wait for his family members to get out of the car, I think that saved his life. So, I mean, like... Why do you how- think that saved his life? when you don't know what the outcome would be of a traffic stop. You don't know what the outcome of the traffic stop would be. What makes you think that saved his life? I think the fact that he was able to go home and Mm -hmm. be in front By the time he got to his driveway, and it could be the fact that he he went all the way home, there was like six police officers at his driveway. I've been pulled over by a cop before, and I've had four cop cars behind me. Okay. By me myself. Okay. Okay. Thank God nothing happened. Okay. But again, this is one person. We we've seen time and time again where it doesn't really take much to agitate um, law enforcement agents. Um. So I really truly believe him going to his house, going to his driveway, saved his life. I'm not advocating for people to. Um, evade law enforcement because that's what they charged him with that's evading but again i find it very necessary for people to be around when interactions with police officers happen okay um wow a lot was said um okay so no 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 you're good you're good because you know i have several things that um you know i can i can comment on but let's just start with this um the minute the minute my lights are activated right and my sirens are activated i'm behind you and you're aware that you're being stopped if you continue to travel 
um, and you pass parking lots where you can pull in and it's safe, um, and or you you, you pass a um, you know off the side of a road where it's safe. If you continue driving at that point, you are obstructing the traffic stop. Okay, so here's what that do for me. I can't speak for any of the officers as I, as I explained to you earlier. That puts me on a higher alert. Okay, um, I want to know why is this person not stopping? Okay, it's not normal for somebody to see blue lights behind them, hear sirens, to continue to travel, you know, on a, on a reasonable distance, in my opinion, would be more than a mile, you know, or like I said, we pass shopping centers, gas stations where you can pull up. To be, to be honest, he was in a neighborhood, and he was, I think the video was about one to two minutes before he got to his house. Okay. Um, and and I've, I've seen people do that. <clears throat> I've stopped somebody. Um, I've actually pulled somebody over in their driveway before several times. Really? Um, yes. How do you handle that situation? Real quick. It, I mean, well, the thing is, they were on their way home, and I just so happened to light them up just before they got home, so they went ahead and pulled on in their driveway. But okay. they complied. Okay. You know, um, it, it, they didn't travel um, at an unreasonable distance, in, in my opinion. Um, it, it, they didn't alarm me, but when you continue to go and you go and you go, you know, I'm now I'm alarmed. Okay, I, I need to... You know, you just put me on high alert. I need to, um, you know, probably get you out of the vehicle, tell you to come out of the vehicle with your hands up, or before I, I walk up to the vehicle, go ahead and stick your hands out the window so I can see your hands. Okay? Um, those are those are, those are are things that I would do because I'd feel safer that way. Okay. And so it, it's not even about you. It's, it's, it's about my safety. At the end of the day, I have to go home. All right? right. As long as I'm, I know that I'm operating... Okay. Operating within policy, procedure, and law, you know, I'm good. So, um, for that guy to, you know, wait till he got to his driveway, um, that may have pissed the officer off, one. He's like, why the hell is he not stopping? And two, um, he was probably, he felt uncomfortable. Officers feel uncomfortable. I know I do in certain situations, you know. So, if I feel uncomfortable, then I'm going to do things a little bit differently. Normally, I walk up to the driver's side window you know, I may walk up to the passenger side window just so I can see a little bit more in the vehicle. Or, you know, I may say, hey, go ahead and stick your hands out the window, open the door, and walk back towards me. Let me pat you down before I even talk to you. You know, um, there, there, there are several different reasons. But. Oh, let me ask you, Craig, real quick. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to walk up to a, like a vehicle, you did a traffic stop or whatever, and you had to walk up to a vehicle with your, with your weapon drawn? Yes, um, I actually do that uh, every so often, but majority, it's stolen vehicles. Okay, so it's stolen, okay. Yeah. So nine times out of ten, if I have to approach a vehicle with my weapon drawn, drawn it's, it's either because it, it, it's, it's high-aggravated nature in, in reference to a crime or the vehicle stolen or the person that in the vehicle is wanted for aggravated assault, murder, some kind of high aggravated charge. Uh, but it's not normal for me to walk up a vehicle, walk up to a vehicle with my weapon drawn, drawn or with my hand on my weapon. I, I don't do that. Me personally. Um, you do see officers walk up to vehicles with their hand on their gun. Mm -hmm. That's just how, you know, that's just how they feel comfortable. You know, but to answer your question again, no, I, I don't I don't approach vehicles with my gun drawn too often unless it's absolutely necessary. 
So, do you feel like if that was happening more, will we be in a better state than we are in now? With in, in reference to officers approaching vehicles with a gun drawn? No, or without them drawn, like the way you do things. Do you feel like it'll be a little bit better? Every traffic stop is different. Every um, situation is different. So I don't know how... I really can't answer answer mm-hmm. that question, to be honest with you, because, I got you. like I said, I mean, <clears throat> in the area that I work in, we get stolen vehicles that come through the area all the time. And, you know, once we're able to find that vehicle and get it stopped, it's guns drawn. And, you know, get out, we're not playing no games. Mm-hmm. Get your ass out the car. You know, this is what you're doing. Everybody that's in the car is going to be in cuffs, regardless if you were driving or not. Everybody's being held at gunpoint. We don't know. Wow. We don't know what's in the vehicle. We don't know who have guns, knives, whatever weapon that you can think that can harm us. Um, so, you know, we have to treat it like, you know, like we have to treat it in, the, in an aggressive manner. Okay. And, and that's just what it is. Um, once, you know, everyone is detained and, 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 and the scene is safe, okay, then we can take it down a notch. And we can talk and explain this is why we did what we did. This is what's going on. Well, Craig, like, I appreciate um, how you explain your rationale for using the methods that you use. Because in a situation like that, I can understand why you would come out with in defense, right? Mm -hmm. But how do you feel as a person of authority in the same position as other people when you see officers using excessive force? Um, I don't agree with that at all. I know with my agency policy, we use, we use force up, we use force, the amount of force that's needed. Once the the individual that uh, is, is in custody or detained or they're no longer resisting, the amount of force that we apply stops. What's the steps? Because um, I know, like, in in a like my my friend told me in their basic law class, they learned like the first step is your voice, the tone of your voice, how you speak, and then it goes from your voice all the way up to using your weapon. So, like, how do you escalate it, or how do you determine how you escalate something? Um. So, all right. So, this is a very broad question, but what I'm going to do is give you an example. Please. Um, so we there's a method there's a method of ask tell make okay. right mm-hmm. and everything and, and this is in regards to a lawful stop or detainment okay, uh, okay. Listen, if, if you're just walking down the street an officer stops you say hey let me talk to you you can and and, and you haven't committed no crime you haven't done anything wrong you can say, hey, piss off and keep walking. What? Can you say that again? Yeah. Please do that. Run it back, please. If, if you're walking down the street, if you're, if you're at the corner of the street, mm-hmm. you're not doing anything, yep. um, you haven't committed any crimes, if you don't look, if you don't fit the description of someone that just committed a crime, you know, and they... and. And they say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Or let me see your ID, whatever the case is. Piss off. Okay? Uh, you you have to... 
there has to be a lawful reason why you're being detained. However, we do see a lot of videos on social media where officers are detaining um, guys unlawfully and and demanding their IDs and stuff like that. Uh, is it right? No, it's not. For me, knowing what I know now mm-hmm. and the position I'm in, would I do it? Although I know it's not right. As far as um, giving them information, although I know I didn't do anything, I would just because I don't need any <laughs> any extra problems. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm do saying. Do you think that's like as like also because you're a black man? Um, well, it can happen to anybody. I don't think race plays a part in it. Doesn't do it happen to black men more? I don't know because I don't know the statistics of it. Right. Do we see a lot of videos of, of, of it happening to black men? Yes. Um, but it happens to, to everybody. You know, it's just we have a perception because of, of what what is being shown on the media. Oh, it's always black guys. It's always black guys. It's always black guys. I mean, but there is statistics that does support it. Craig ain't seen no statistics here. So... So I, can I can still present statistics to Craig. Where's the facts at? Um, we see in New York, in New York, where a state that permits stop and frisk at the discretion of for police officers, we see that they're disproportionately stopping African Americans, Latinos, people of colors. Okay. In so, any in any community. And I'm glad you actually brought up that point. Every state is different. Every state is different. They have. That's why I said New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have their own laws and regulations, and, you know, and it's just like in New York. New York, don't, if you have a gun carry permit here in Georgia, New York is not accepting it, as far as I know, unless they changed it recently. They do. Um, but if you, go to, if you go to Florida, if you go to Alabama, they accept your, your gun carry permit, you know? So you can go to jail for having a gun in your car if you don't have a permit in New York, wow. you know? Yeah, that's, that's very much true. But it is. Um, but... You know, every situation is different. There's no situations the same. We see a lot of videos on social media that literally just shows a snippet, and it looks like the worst situation ever. We don't know what led up to that moment or what happened prior to, um, but, you know, we do come across a lot of situations like that. It's very unfortunate. Um, if we can go back to, to what happened to that young man that, you know, that that officer killed. I mean, the video showed what it showed, and the guy was wrong. Everybody knows that. Right. You know, I was in that position. I would not have done that. Okay. Once he's in those cuffs, it's that right. That's that's the end of the the, the use of force. Exactly. Once it does, it doesn't matter if he's kicking. It it doesn't matter the use of the the use of force stops, especially if there's. Four officers or two officers there. Now, if I'm, if I'm by myself and this guy is literally kicking, punch, he's still swinging. You know, just at that point, okay, I can I can use some, you know, things that I've learned in the academy to to gain compliance, not to you know, and and that's what at the end of the day, that's what our job is to do. Whenever we have a combative subject, is to gain compliance. Right. You know. That's it. But once, once the, he's in those cuffs, it's like it doesn't matter, right? So it it does matter to a certain extent. Okay. okay. Just because somebody's in, in, in cuffs, that doesn't mean okay, well he's in cuffs, so he's good. No. Um the best thing to do is if you're by yourself and he's still acting up is to you know, if you if stop him for one, you gotta stop him from getting away if that's what he's trying to do. If he's trying to escape, then that's different. 
Okay, um, you gotta stop him. Do what you gotta do until backup gets there. Mm. But at the same time, there's policies set in place so we won't <laughs> overdo it. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So yep. the minute you step outside of that, that's when you get yourself in trouble. So that guy, um, the officer that stepped on um, Floyd's neck or kept his knee on his neck, mm-hmm. he completely violated policy. Simple as that. Completely violated policy. Right. That had nothing to do with law. That's agency's policy. And there's, there's the agency policy pretty much, you know, goes off. To, uh, they, they try to ground it around the law, you know, so. Yeah. Wait. Are you saying that there's a difference between agency and, like, law? Like, county law, city law? Do you have your own, like, your own protocols? Right. The states, it's right? From, like, what, like, regular law? Is that what you're saying? Well, it, it's not. Policies and law is different. Policies is just things you can and can't do. Right. That's it. So, you know, like, for 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 me, my agency, we, we wear body, body-worn cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Every time we have citizen contact, that body camera has to be on. Okay, if 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 we don't cut it on whenever we come to a contact with a citizen, and something happens, and they go back to look at the body cam footage, and there's no body cam footage, at that point, I have violated my agency's policy. I didn't violate the law, but you know the agency had that rule. Hey, listen, your body okay. camera. So let me ask you, what happens when you violate that agency policy? So, um, every agency have their ways of, of disciplinary actions, whether it's grounds for termination, okay. whether it's um, a, a verbal counseling, or whether it's a written counseling, or suspension. Okay. Those, are the four, those are the four different things that can happen. Is there a limitation to that? Uh, it's all upon what the policy states. So, because, that and like, the severity of the violation. So you can have more than one verbal or written. Um, yeah, that's that's in any yes. business, though. Yeah, that's absolutely. Anywhere. Yeah. Um. Shoot I know. Okay. Let's say for me as a nurse, mm-hmm. if we were comparing, um, because you guys are essential workers, first responders. I'm a first responder. I don't think that I could have 18 complaints or 18 warnings no. under me and still be a practicing nurse at one hospital. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand. I, I guess that's, that's where my question is going. Is there is there no limit to like how you are um, uh, reprimanded? Okay. So, so here, and I know exactly where you're getting this from. Um, it's recently been put out that, uh, that the officer that um, was involved with Floyd had a history of 18 complaints. Now, do we know the nature of the complaints? No, no we do not. Yep. Yes, we do. Oh, you what do? The, what are we doing? Yeah, they were put out. They said he was involved in, ex- there was at least two cases where he was involved in excessive force. Okay. There was at least um, another case where he, I have it all written out. There was another case where he went to a house where there were other officers mm-hmm. who killed um who killed a, uh, a victim who was unarmed. There's okay. several issues with that that police officer. So I just want to know, you know, how can one person have a track record like that? I mean, maybe there are policies. That... So, 
Okay, so so again, um, I I personally don't know what the the complaints were about. However, you can have eighteen complaints, and out of those eighteen, let's just say fifteen of them were unfounded, meaning that somebody made a complaint. They um, OPS or the investigator did their investigation, and it was unfounded, meaning. The complaint was, was was not valid because it didn't happen. Whatever they said happened didn't happen. We don't know that. I don't think I don't think you have that information of of, of what the outcome of or the disciplinary actions were of the complaint were. Um, so I, I really can't comment on you know should he, should he have been there because should he should have or should he have not um, been there uh, because of the complaints. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what the outcomes of the complaints were, and which ones were were valid and which ones not valid. I've been complained on before. I've had people lie on me, said I did this, and my body camera saved me. You know that didn't happen, so the complaint goes out the window. Now, will it still be in my in my file that I've received the complaint? Yes. I can get twenty complaints, and all of them can be untrue. But they will still be in my file. So anytime something happens, you you turn that body cam on. No matter what. Anytime anytime something happens with you, you turn your body cam on. You have to, right? If I get dispatched with a 911 call, whenever I come in contact with a citizen, mm-hmm. yeah, I turn that body cam on. So do we know if the man that killed Floyd had a body cam on? I'm not. I don't. I don't think they did because they none of the footage. About it. Yeah. They okay. said that there was off, other officers in the area that had a body cam on them, but they redacted the videos. Okay. So like, yeah. there's there's like footage of like certain officers and Floyd against the wall, but he's completely blacked out. Wow. Which I don't understand why they would do that. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't even. I think it was a different. Um, I guess you would call it agency. Okay. So, Kayla, how are you feeling about all this? Because you haven't really spoke much this episode. We need to hear from you, Kayla. I feel like I have spoken about it. I told you I don't know how to feel. Okay. Uh, as far as the Floyd, the George Floyd situation as a whole, I'm I'm angry. And it, it almost makes me feel like, it almost makes me want to go back to as far as like, being an African-American woman in society where we are today, it almost makes me question, like, do you really want to have children Bro. in the midst of what's going on today? Like, do you think you could really raise a son? And, because you could only protect your children to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So I feel like being where we are now, we're, you know, in the stage where we're trying to build a family. We're trying to do this and the third. We're just like, do I really want to bring a child into this world to have to deal with these things like I feel like that's where we are and that's one of the things that you have to think about and I've just been battling with myself like this shit is serious this is not a joke people are dying for absolutely no reason like if you had a child with what's going on right now and they were at an age where they were able to understand what's going on what would you tell them you know, you brought up a good point in reference to children, right? Yep. Uh, it, it, and this is key. And it starts in the home, 
right? So mm-hmm. we, we're all well aware of what goes on in today's society, but the kids are not. Um, a lot of what's a lot of what the kids are, are, are how the kids are learning nowadays is through social media. What's on the internet? Mm-hmm. You know, they see people resisting. Oh, you can't do that. Um, they believe officers don't have authority or, or to do this and do that. So they go out there and, and get themselves in a position where, mm-hmm. you know, they're dealing with an officer and now they're resisting because they've seen it on the internet, and you know now they're trying to act out what they saw. Me, it starts at, for me, it starts at home. Me, if I have a child tomorrow or, you know, when he grows up, I'm going to let him know, listen, if you ever get stopped by a police officer, you comply, okay? If he but says, that's the thing. If he How says, do you tell your child, like, people are going to look at you through a certain lens based on how you look, and you have no control over you that. You find a way. You find a way to tell. You have no control of, yeah. like... People will judge you based on something that you absolutely have no control over. And as a child, somebody in elementary school, they can't wrap their head around that. They don't see color. They don't see separation amongst races. Like, how do you explain to them? People are going to feel a certain way about you just because of what you look like. And yes, you have no control over it, but what? It's education. So. that that's all it is. is education. It's something you're teaching your child something that they're not going to teach them in school. School is not going to teach a child everything. Okay, so certain things that they're not going to teach a child about sex. You know, they they're not going to explain to them exactly what goes on during sex. That's something that you're going to have to teach a child. Just like what's going on in today's world with law enforcement and and, and a lot of people being non-compliant. You got to teach a child what their rights are what they can and can't do, and even if they are right and the officer's wrong, you teach them, you will comply, and we will handle the rest later. Okay? So... With everything that's going on in the world, everybody's trying to handle everything on the side of the road. The thing is, Craig, with that, though, they don't teach us the law. We don't know. We don't know what we can and cannot do. You know what I'm saying? They're too worried about teaching us the fucking Pythagorean theorem. And how to write an APA. So it makes, yeah, it makes it harder for us to learn this stuff. We don't know this stuff. We don't know what's going on. So it's like, you can't, like, I'm, I'm terrified to bring a child into this world just because of everything that's going on, whether it's, like, good or bad. It's, it's, it's crazy because, like, like, I got stopped. So, like, two years ago, me and two of my homeboys were in a car. We were at a, a mall. And... I'm just drop literally. I just want to pick my homeboy up, and we are going to the mall. And all of a sudden, my car is swarmed by police officers. Like okay. I'm talking about, like there's probably like 15 police officers, and something happened where somebody in a similar car to mine was getting broken into. They were breaking into cars, right? So they swarm us, and then it's like, get out the car. They're yelling. There, everybody has their guns pointed. It's not like literally everybody. Like people are riding past, recording it. Like, like it was that crazy. So it's like you can't, you can't teach somebody that. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, they they handcuffed us. They threw us in the back of cars. Everything. You you can't teach kids that. So that shit's scary. You know what I'm saying? It is scary, but you can teach them to comply. It. You can teach them to comply, but even with that, that's not enough. Okay, so what are they supposed to do? Exactly, that's the question. What the fuck do you want? So would 
you young en- black men to do at this Would you point? encourage? Would you encourage them to fight back, resist? No. Nope. They're dealing with the police. But and, either way, it them, don't matter. They're killing niggas for no, no reason. Uh oh. Uh oh. To sit on his neck for nine minutes. You can't tell me that they had a valid reason to do that. You can't say they. That officer specifically. He had no reason. Right. It's not, it's not every time. At this point, we have no choice. That's, that's a 
powerful word, actually. Yeah. Except a lot of people are are choosing not to accept the fact that things are not going to change. Mm-hmm. Some people just can't wrap their head around it. I've accepted the fact that there's nothing going to change. So, I, you know, I just choose to, to go out and, you know, work, do my job, go home, live my life. I want to live and be happy. I don't, I don't worry about what's going on in the world. That's, that's but how... But we, we, we do see, like, in areas where police officers look like the people that they're protecting and serving, we do see instances of, like, less excessive force. We have to have more people like you, Craig. Like, we have to, like... We do. We, we need more people like you. That's how build our communities up with people that look like ourselves. And that's exactly why you need to go to apply to a law enforcement agency so that way you can be that difference. All three. All three. Hell no. Fuck that. Fuck twelve. Look. No offense to you, Craig. Look. <laughs> that's what they've been that's what they've been chanting. But no, for real though. Like we do you know, like unfortunately, you know, there's just those people out there that, that will you know, situations that happen to uh, you know, George uh, George Floyd, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 gonna happen again. It is. Okay, it's it's yeah. not gonna stop. Yep. It's gonna happen again. Somebody else is unarmed is gonna get shot with mm-hmm. their hands up, you know, other situations are gonna happen. We're tired. So at this point it's just right. like else can we do? Like, it's not only what? happening to black people, though. It happens to white people, Asian people. It's just the media choose mm. to televise what they want, okay? Okay. But of, Craig, this is a broken record with African-American men. It is. I believe... I, I, listen, it, this is not about Asian people. This is not about white people. But I'm giving you facts, though. I mean, that's fine, but that's not what we're talking about. That's like you saying all lives matter. All lives do matter, but that's not what we're talking about okay. right, right now. We're talking about black African-American men's lives. Okay. This is the topic of discussion. So let me ask you all this, okay? Please. Let's just take it off the topic real quick. Do you, do about, you think? What about black people killing black people every day? I'm that's a false fucking narrative. Don't say that shit out listen, loud. Listen, I'm not fucked. I know the facts, but last year in DeKalb County, just in the Cal County by itself, okay, there was over 110 homicides. Okay. That, okay, tell me who killed the people in Glen County. Tell me the people who killed, um, how many homicides was in Savannah or what, Ackworth or Kansas. I can't hear the facts. Tell me, how, tell the tell facts. me the statistics of the, the, the demographics of the people that committed homicides in those places. Because I'm sure there were white people killing white people in Kennesaw. Right, absolutely. I mean, white people, it's, it's black on black crime, white on white crime. It, it, that's a false narrative. We can't keep saying that. That's not a thing. It's not a false narrative. It, it, no, it's actually facts. That's you a have, false narrative. That's anecdotal. Okay. You have more. You have more people killing each other versus an officer killing somebody on a daily basis. Okay, we have people killing each other in the communities, and then we have police officers killing each other in the communities. So we have double the uh, the deaths in our communities. We're under attack on every side. If it was just us killing each other, that would be one thing, and then we would be, be, like, be okay. Every other community, it, it, it's not. It's listen, already targeted. It's, it's not okay. okay for another man to kill another man outside of law enforcement. No. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. But it's not okay for it to be legal, and it to be covered because when it's outside law enforcement, those people are held to held to a, a jury of their peers. Police officers are not. They're not held accountable, and that's the problem. That's been the issue. That's been a huge issue is the justice system. It has. Okay? 
But always again, have. This is nothing new, though. It's always been that way. So we're it not here to talk about what it's always been like. We're going to talk about how it can change. Right? All right. Well, well, what we got to do? It ain't going to be no change. But that's the thing. Hey, but that's not why you got, that's not why you became a police officer. You became a police officer to be a, make a difference. That's what you said at the top of the segment, huh? Uh-oh. You said you wanted to be different than the police officers you had in Queens. Right. What you gonna do? How are you going to be a change, an agent of change, and, sir? And, and I've explained to you what I'm doing to, to make sure I make a difference. Okay. How are you going to spread that? On a day-to-day basis. Now, as far as, you know, uh, the, ju- the, um, the justice system as a whole and what goes on in society, I'm saying that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, I, just, I just don't see how, how, how can it change. It's the been most, the most. Years. Decades. The most affordable way to make change is to vote. Fact. We gotta vote. Okay, so when Obama was in office, what changed as far as the the, the violence when when Barack Obama was in office, right? Barack Obama don't have nothing to do with what happened in Gwinnett County, in DeKalb County, and Fulton County. Okay? In Gwinnett County, Fulton County, DeKalb County, you have to vote for your sheriffs. You have okay. to vote for your commissioners. I'm trying to vote your boss. I want you to have a better boss. I want you to have a boss that holds your your uh, co-workers accountable for the shit that they do. Okay. Okay? And so that's, that's the way we make change. If we hold these people, if we get people in office, that's going to have our interests. So don't tell me we can't make change if, we, if we're not making the efforts to put people in the position that they can do that. So okay. tell your people yeah. to go out and vote. Period. June 9th. It's simple. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you feel like the people within the areas that you've mentioned, the counties and the cities, do you feel like they have... I mean, I don't think that we have that issue in here, that problem here in Georgia, but if we did, do you feel like... Well, I can't say that because we don't have that issue. It hasn't been an issue here in Georgia with... What officers, hasn't been in Georgia? Officers, wrong, wrongful, wrongful shootings. We haven't had too many issues with that here in Georgia. So we haven't so had that shit... We haven't had it, we right? Definitely had that. I don't know. If, I don't know if we had it or not. But that day, that issue. I never said we haven't had it. It's not. It's not a major right. issue. But you but the, it's still. It's the, you have that fear in your heart. At the end of the day, as a black man, every day that you wake up, you never know what's going to happen to you. Like I said, and that day I got. Never know who's going to look at you and be like, "Fuck your life! I'm taking you to jail over a wrong turn." No, like that day, like I said, that day at the mall, like I literally thought they were gonna kill us, all three of us. Like they had their guns pulled and everything, and we didn't do shit wrong. So you have to wake up every day with that mindset, like, all right, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this different. Like you never know, you never know, you just never know. Yeah. I don't want to say like I, I again, like I don't want to seem like I'm bashing the police because I appreciate what you do every day because I couldn't right. do that. I can't see myself risking my life for anybody. So you are a better man, better person than I could ever be. You're a better man than Sarah. Sarah, man. (laughs) You are a king, okay? We appreciate you. But at the same time, I don't want you to have this mindset that shit can't change. When you're in a position where you can affect change. Only so much, though, Sarah. I feel them. Within my community. Yeah, so much. Only so much. We have to have more people like Craig to come in and do the same things, but the thing is, black men don't want to be police officers. Why? Make that hey, start a, start a, start an Instagram channel. Make that shit 
trendy, okay? Be a police influencer. Okay? Something. We got to do something. Seriously. Be the DJ and cop, bro. Like, right. Hey, get out there and DJ on top of the cop car. Black we need black sheriffs. We need black commissioners. We need black. We need that. We need black people at the head of the union. I don't want to see white people keep getting away with the shit. Keep being empowered with the same shit. I don't want to see the police in our communities. Every time I see a white police officer, I get nervous. I don't okay. like that. So let me ask you this: I don't this. want the police in my community. I don't. Did you do you know who the sheriff of the Cab County is? I don't live in Gwinnett, Cab County. Okay, so let me just tell you this. Sheriff Melody Maddox, she's actually a female. Okay, do you know who the, do you know who the chief of police is for the DeKalb County Police Department? Is it that, that, that white lady, Shelly? Okay, no, she... that's actually a black female. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, the, sheriff for, uh, the sheriff currently for, um, for Douglas County, he's black. Um, the sheriff for... Uh, What's that? What's that next county? There are Phipps, guys. Oh. Oh, shit. They didn't tow it up. Get to the Gucci store at Phipps. The oh! Look, hey, if y'all know somebody out there protesting, tell them to give me some shit real quick. <laughs> look, look. Hey, hey, fuck it. I need some good Christmas gifts. I'm going to hold that bit till Christmas. Man, this thing is, is, is getting out. It's, it's really out of hand. That's crazy. Boy. So, Take so, the Who wants some black commissioners? Go ahead. Educate uh, us so we can keep the people in office. Keep educating us. The sheriff of Fulton County is she black? A, is a black. It's a black man. The black mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's uh, their name so I can keep them in office? So I can tell people to keep them in office. I think his name is is Ted. Uh, Vote for Ted on June 9th. Thanks. Pull up on my boy Ted. Pull up on my boy Ted. Pull up my girl Melody. There's a, there's a lot of sheriffs. The majority of the sheriffs in Metro Atlanta are African American. Because the population of Af- Metro Atlanta is sixty percent African American. It's a greater population of African Americans. Chief of police a martyr. Do you know? She's a black female. Wow. You know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of black people in higher positions here uh, throughout the Metro Atlanta area. But this is Georgia. Okay, we know the history. Right, of Georgia. right, right. It's a Republican state. Yep. You know, you probably know. Listen, the the blue states are metro Atlanta areas. That's the blue areas. That's that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. This is a dense population of of. This is it. This is where you gonna find the most liberal people that will allow black sheriffs. That's it. Agreed. So okay, so let's let's uh, let's go back to that that guy that was running that was shot in the street um, the other day, right? Um. There was a police report done, there was an investigation done, and it was determined that they were cleared, right? Mm-hmm. Until um, by, by the police department. It was handed over to the district attorney within that county or that city or wherever it happened, and they said, hey, because it, it got out to social media. After it got out to social media, they did the best thing that they could do, which is hand it off to the state. Um, a whole nother level, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, though, they were cleared within that area. Uh, a lot of people was like, how could they be cleared of this incident? Da, da, da. Again, this is, nobody knew what Brunswick was. I did. I, that's South Georgia. I'm like, yeah. I, didn't expect, I didn't expect nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's like that situation happened in Alabama, and they just brush it off. It's yeah. Alabama. Right. We, we know but, that. But let's not leave out the fact that there was a bunch of collusion, like, he worked, his son worked for the DA office and his father was a police officer. 
So let's not leave out that huge fact that there was a protection for that family. Okay, again, it's still South Georgia. Even if you had that protection here in Metro Atlanta, that day that incident happened, that guy would have, both of them would have been locked up. Okay, there's a difference, and a lot of people don't understand that. South Georgia, Metro Atlanta. Certain things you can get away with in South Georgia, you wouldn't be able to get with, get away with in Metro Atlanta. Um, as soon as the media got a hold of it, it took a, it took a different turn. If the media didn't get a hold of it, he pro- those two guys probably would have got away with murder. You know, that's exactly how I look at it, and, and and that's what I believe what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even, I don't even see that as equal because, again, like I said, that's just a whole muddy situation. Again, his father was a cop. The son worked for the DA. There was too much convincing. The, the head of the police station asked the homeowner to turn over any videos that had Ahmad in it to the police, to the family. There was too much. There was too, 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 too much. It'd be some shady shit going on. Huh? It'd be some shady shit going on. Do you think that would fly in Metro Atlanta? No. Hell no. It would have escalated quickly. It would have been a lot faster than what it was, than what it was down there. You guys know that Shannon Brown, Monica's uh, ex-husband, was just arrested in his house for firing an arm yeah. and shot in the air for somebody that came in and opened his door on his property, mm-hmm. came into his house, and he asked who it was. They came into his house, and he shot in the air, and he was arrested on his property. I don't know the facts around in that case. I can't comment on it. I didn't okay. did that plenty of times. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm on, just saying. On New I'm Year's. Saying, I was in, I, I've never heard of He lives in Atlanta. He was at his house. There was okay. a house next door that was for sale. The people came on his property, came up to his house, opened the door of his house. He asked them to announce themselves. They mm-hmm. continued to come in his house. Mm-hmm. When he went to defend himself and fire a warning shot, they called the police. The police came to his house and arrested him. Google his mugshot. Why would I want to Google his mugshot? That happened like a couple weeks ago, didn't it? That was nothing but a couple weeks ago. Yeah. This was right after Ahmad's case, where they were saying, stand your ground. All the, like, you that, only, that only applies in Florida. That's not a Georgia law. Georgia is a stand your ground state. Okay. Okay, we got a disconnect right there. So let me. What's, what's, that, OC, what's that OCGA code? Let me look it up for you. I have no problem. I'm about to look it up right now myself. Let me Somebody better look it up. Cause I'm confused now. Okay, so <laughs> there is, uh, and, and and here's the the. So let me let me let me get and clear it up for you. All right, let's do it. I, I, and to be honest with you, I really don't have to look for it. Okay, there is no stand your ground law here in the state of Georgia. That is only in Florida. Okay. However, you do have the right to defend yourself. Right. All right. But there is no stand your ground law, okay? You can't just stand there and shoot somebody because they're they're verbally threatening you. You you can't do that, or, or just they're lunging at you. You can't do that. All right, that okay. may fly in Florida, but it's not going to fly in Georgia. So let me ask you, Craig. If somebody is in my front yard and I'm telling them to leave, okay, I cannot shoot them in Georgia. No, 
And I don't think you can shoot them either in Florida just because somebody's oh, standing. Okay, so explain to us what the stand your law ground is exactly then. Um, let me. I, it's Georgia Code Title 16-3-23. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, go apply for the police department at this point. OCGA 16-3-23. That's not a state. That's not called standing ground. Use of force in defense of habitation. That's standing. That's a stand your ground defense. Okay. Terminology means a lot in law enforcement. Okay, you can't you stand your ground laws. Actual is the actual terminology mm. in law in the state of Florida. Different. It's completely different. Okay, the meaning is completely different from what Georgia law is in reference to what you're considering stand your ground law here in Georgia. You, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you have that, but. Is is the terminology different? Look, okay. Let's let's just let's just everything legally. Everything in the terminology is different because a third degree, any degree under is different in every state. So if we're going to be technical, everything is different in every state. Agreed, agreed. But we talked about that earlier. It's is 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 just different. But every state has their own that adaptation to a law and it has okay. their own language so, to a law. Here's another. Is let me ask you this: Is grand theft auto a law here in Georgia? I don't know about that. I've never studied that. I've never. I ain't never that. stole a car. Uh, okay. I did a lot of shit in my life, but I ain't. So look, so look, and that's exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. In, in in California, Grand Theft Auto, that's exactly what you would be charged with. Here in Georgia, it's theft by taking or receiving stolen property. But it's not Grand Theft Auto. It's not Grand Theft Auto. That's what we need. We need people to teach us this shit, though. We need people on like people like you, Craig, to let us know. Because we don't know. We we literally do not know these laws. So we just out here winging that shit at this point. With everything that's going on, we winging it. Because we don't know. See, but here's, here's the thing, right? If I didn't go to a police academy, I probably wouldn't even know half the stuff that Exactly. In order for you to learn it, you probably got to go to police academy. <laughs> I ain't going to the police academy now, but I mean, we we, we going to lean on you, Craig. We here. We going to lean on you. You can't educate yourself. <laughs> reference to the law you know it's just like it's just like uh lawyers i mean half the stuff they knew if they weren't lawyers they probably would have know it exactly but we need what we need in in the black community is more people like you more people in that position of power to tell us what we can and cannot do because we don't know like you got to think about it a college a, a student in college like i said when i was i was in college when I got pulled over by all those police officers. I didn't know shit about the law. Mm-hmm. Like, was that lawful or was it not? I mean, I'm if not I asking you to answer that question. I thought that I could tell them I can't get, I'm not getting out of my car. I would have probably, I would have, I thought Exactly, that because you don't know, because you feel like you didn't get pulled, you didn't get pulled over for anything. So it's one of those situations, like, we need more people like you to tell us what we need to do when in different situations. Like, the shit that happened to Floyd, George Floyd was unlawful. I'm not telling you. I'm not saying Craig's saying that, but I'm saying that because he could, he was handcuffed and he put his neck on him. He put his his put his knee on his neck for nine minutes, right? It, like, it was, it, it, dude. He and, and and what I observed, he did that because he wanted to do that. Exactly, he wanted I mean, to. 
it, that's just, I mean, it was just plain view right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kept, he kept his knee on his, on his neck. Dude said he couldn't breathe. You had no reason to keep your knee on his neck. He continued. He looked at him like he was a piece of meat. And Look at everybody telling him to stop. You know, and, so he didn't care. You know, we don't know, we don't know why the hell he did that. You Nobody know? knows. But he, he started an uproar in America. And now everybody, everybody's, everybody's protesting. They're rioting. They're looting. Because of that shit. Because people are tired of it. But what is, is that supposed to change though? Nobody knows. Everybody's just... They're, they're just <laughs> doing it. What, what is going to cause a change? Like Because it, I feel like it just keeps happening. The, the brutality with police against like African Americans... And we riot and we protest and then everything calms down. Then something else happens again. We riot and we protest and it calms down. So what is going to cause that significant change to say, okay, rioting and protesting has not made a difference. We are tired. I'm emotionally exhausted. Like People at the table. What will cause that change? Like, are we at a place where it will never change? But I I refuse to, to get used to it. I refuse to say, oh, okay, this happens now just like it happened again. I'm yeah. not doing that. I'm tired, but I'm, this is not something, something that I'll ever be comfortable with or get used to. So when when will be that point where we say, okay, we need to do X, Y, Z in order for this to happen? And I feel like that's why people have started to do the more violent protests because it's just like we tried the peaceful movement. We tried to come calmly and say, okay, black matter this yeah. blah blah that and the third. we're tired of it so now it's the point where black people are getting angry because we at this point feel unheard of or unheard period because we tried all the other you know possibilities that could happen to try to make a difference that's not working so now i feel like and and this is not me defending them with the violent protests and things like that but it's just like Y'all haven't listened to us then, so maybe y'all will listen to us now. And this is not me condoning them breaking up stuff and doing this, that, and the third. It's just like, what will it take for y'all to listen and just be like... And I feel like none of the situations that have happened, justice has never been served. Mm-hmm. Third-degree murder and manslaughter, Agreed. he intentionally did what he did to this man. Okay, so y'all do... That was not unintentional. Okay, so y'all do understand that those are the charges being brought up on him and he was taken into custody, right? So mm-hmm. at any point during this during this um, this trial, those charges can be upgraded to murder in the first degree, murder in the second degree. They can be. Okay. That's the difference. Right. So let's be realistic. But the warrants, but the warrants do were taken out for a third degree murder. They will be. That's the Listen, thing. You, do you honestly believe as a black man in America that those charges will be different than what they're okay. saying that they are so, now. So, so, I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Exactly. But that's just it's my opinion, exactly. though. But that's just Sarah, my... JP, do you think that would be any different? No. I would, if I read, if I read Minnesota's uh, second degree law correctly, it says that it, second degree murder is when you have you have um, third no, degree. No, but I read what second. I read what second degree was. Okay. And it was. It was like. It was like. It has. There's no reason behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not premeditated. It's nothing. There's no intent. There's no intent. It's just there, just to be, just, just for no reason. So, so let me and ask you. 
were you guys aware that there there's a there was an autopsy done on his body? Let me read you. And that was fucking bullshit. And that was the same shit they put with Eric Garner. That was bullshit. You can't you can't you can't tell me you can't tell me that this is a significant autopsy. These niggas literally said the autopsy revealed no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxiation or strangulation. They said he died because had underlying health conditions, including car- coronary artery disease and hypertension, heart disease. Niggas be living to 70, 80, 90 years old with high blood pressure in America. That was a premature death. No, listen. The combined effects of Mr. Floyd being restrained by the police had underlying health conditions and any potential intoxicants in his system likely contribute to his death. So y'all are trying to say, what do you mean by any potential intoxicants? So now y'all are saying that he was was under the influence when he was arrested? When he was on his, he was under the influence and that had some kind of contribution to him laying on his stomach and not resisting They're going to say, no, no, no. The, the, the choking and the strangulation didn't cause it. It was the hypertension and the heart disease. Fuck out of here, nigga. Okay, so. That did not kill him. So that's bullshit. That's the same thing. That's the same thing they did with Eric Garner that that was ultimately why the uh, police officers fucking walked for Eric Garner. So. That's the same thing they did. So, so here's the thing. I'm not justifying any of this, right? Okay. But all I'm saying is the the reason why I believe that he was charged with what he was charged with is because of the autopsy. What they said alleged that because his knee was on his neck, that was the only reason he didn't cause pretty much he didn't cause his death just from his knee. That's what they're saying. Right. So that's why I believe he got charged with that that third degree and not you know. The charge, I think he deserved what you be the first degree. But the thing is, do you believe that? Well, basically, what they're saying is that the knee didn't cause it. Whether I believe it or not doesn't matter. It doesn't I matter. That, I think do that, I believe like that? Said, Craig, I think it doesn't believe. make a difference. But I think that they could take out the warrants on the third degree, but I, I ultimately believe that they can at least push for second once they're in. They can definitely upgrade to second. And, I and think look, they can definitely upgrade to second. To, that would be up to. Um, you know, dude's lawyer. But that's the thing, Craig. For you as an African American officer in the system, in the jury. you could you could say what you think that what will happen. But at the end of the day, you have to take a stand and say, "This is what I believe, and this is what I'm sticking to." So that's why I'm saying, as an African American, but then also as someone that is in law enforcement, you do you where do you pick a side? Because you can't tell me that you believe that the knee contributed to all the other health, you know, health shit that he had going on that contributed to his death. No, you ha- you you can't sit here and tell me that that man didn't kill him. He killed him. So as an officer and as an African-American, where do you take a stand and say, no, this is not what I believe happened? You have to, like, you, you can't sit in the middle on this, I feel like. And I'm I know it's hard for you to select one or the other, but at the end of the day... You can't tell me you believe I'm what they're saying. Sit, I'm not sitting in them. I'm angry in a sense that it's just like, when will this shit stop? And so, I, don't think, I don't ever see it stopping. So it's just like, why do you have to continuously go through things? Like, it, it's almost hurtful. Mm-hmm. And when I say it's hurtful, it's just like, and you know what's the worst part? The realization that 
we are judged by something we can't control. And I think that's what hurts me the worst because I'm the type of person that when I step into a room, yes, I see color, but it's me seeing color as I'm the black person against X, Y, Z. But I judge people based on what they look like. So for someone to judge me based on the color of my skin, something that's out of my control, that's hurtful. Okay. That's hurtful. So to see cops, treating african-americans the way they do by what they look like and making all of these assumptions assumptions and accusations based on what they look like that's hurtful like at this point when i get pulled over by a cop i'm terrified i'm scared i'm shaking like my heart is beating out of my chest i'm nervous and not again not all cops are bad cops and they don't necessarily pull you over without a reason but at this point i don't feel safe like, when I'm pulled over by a cop, who do I call? I call my fucking friends to have somebody to witness what's going on, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel protected as a black woman. So I can only imagine how black men feel mm-hmm. when they're pulled over or when they're attacked or when somebody's knee is on their neck like and the worst part that killed me about that whole video and i didn't even watch all of it because i couldn't really sit through it but when this man literally called for his mother when a grown man cried out and called for his mother that broke me to pieces like what 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 else do you want him to do he's not calling out for somebody on the side that's recording him help 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 this man called for his dead mother his dead mother, somebody that he knew could not save him. So it's just like, to some extent, this man knew that this would probably be his last encounter with anyone, and it unfortunately was with someone that took his life and didn't give a fuck about him. This man called out and said, Mama, Mama, screamed it. What do you do with that? No, I agree. insulting. When we've had these incidents time and time again, and in in our like in our rememberable past, nothing too far, like no generations removed, like within the last ten years, we've had these incidents happen time and time again, and white people always act like this shit is happening for the first time. They're always like so surprised, like oh my god, is this for real? Did you see that? Like, don't you see it? That. It happens every day. It's right. insulting that you act like you don't you 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 don't see our pain. It's, it, really it's insulting when you don't see our pain. It, it, it I just can't um, the fact that this is what we have to prepare our offspring for. Like, and this goes back to me saying, like, when he, I, I just honestly, I'm sorry that I keep this, but I can't get over how he was screaming for his mom, like. As a a black woman that, you know, wants to have children and things like that, just imagine your potential son screaming for you and you can't do anything to help him. You're not even there. She doesn't hear his cry. He's passed away. But for him to sit there and call on somebody that he knew was no longer with him, that that just did something to my spirit as as a black woman and just as a person in general. And for you to sit there and still kneel on his neck for what? <clears throat> for what? What reason? 
And just to see in this man's eyes no kind of remorse, no feelings of sadness, even like I just told y'all in his mugshot, he doesn't look apologetic. In his eyes, he doesn't look saddened. He just looks like, oh, okay, this, it is what it's going to be. Like, when does the African-American life become valuable to you? Becomes a what? Valuable to you. Why, why does my skin determine how important I am in society? But honestly, this country was built off the backs of my ancestors. You should be thanking Y'all didn't do nothing. Y'all did absolutely nothing. Y'all contributed zero. You want our black culture. You want us to help you build to a certain extent with this country, but you don't give us anything for it. And we still are fighting today for freedom. We're free. This is not freedom. We still have to fight and fear for our lives and protection and things. Y'all don't protect us. This is not a system that's for us. This is a system that's against us after all that we've put into this country. So what are we really doing? They act like us asking for these, like, just the benefit of the doubt is a lot. Like the mayor of um, a city. But that shouldn't even be an ask. Mississippi of a city in Mississippi was like, I don't see nothing wrong with what happened. If you could talk, you could breathe. That's what he said. But that's the thing. So when black people do retaliate in a violent manner, oh, these black people are doing a typical, we doing this, that, and the third. But y'all aren't hearing it. Y'all aren't Wow, y'all. These people are scattering like roaches right now. Where are they at right now? I can't make out where they are. I can't make out where they are. But they like, it's a lot of them. It's twelve. It's one o'clock in the morning. It's one thirty-five, but that doesn't stop people. It doesn't. This is crazy, and you know what? Like, I I see their anger. So <laughs> I, I see their anger to an extent. So it's like. Initially, it was for George Floyd. I get right. that doing the whole Southland protest, but I feel like it's gone past that. Like, as a community, we have no reason, no valid reason to be to go from downtown Atlanta to the from the CNN Center to Lenox Mall, Phipps Plaza, breaking into fucking Gucci. Agree. You know how I feel. Y'all know how Why? I feel about this. I do not care about Gucci. I, no, I no, mean, no. So don't get me wrong. I don't care about Gucci. I don't care about all of that. But what what's significant? What's the value of that shit? Let me tell you. Like, okay, initially, this is this this protest was created to was created in in memory and dedication of George Floyd. But right. again, like I'm saying, like all these motherfuckers know a George Floyd. Floyd. Everybody knows somebody who's been in a, an experience like that, or who has been wronged by a police officer. These people are angry. These people are outraged. We keep we're we're the first generation that has had to experience this at another level. Like we cannot get away from this trauma. We are we are traumatized daily. Imagine what that does to your mind, to your brain. What sense of 
What sense of justice do you have? You don't have no sense of justice. How can you have a sense of peace? These people have But that's the thing, Sarah. Like, there's one thing to be outraged and have a sense of justice and want to attack the people that are attacking us, which are those cops. There's nobody in a mall right now. It's one o'clock in the morning. There's nobody. Malcolm X said the revolution (laughs) has to be violent because the oppression was violent. Slavery was violent. So it can be violent. It can be violent with intention. It can be violent with plans and intentions. There's no intention on breaking into Gucci store, breaking into the icebox jewelry. Well, you know what? I just feel like... But that's the thing. Y'all are breaking into these these places places and y'all are stealing stuff. If these places hurt a little bit economically, maybe they'll see their biggest their biggest consumer base. If but they hurt a little bit, then when they wake up tomorrow, they'll be like, you know what? We really need to um, we need to get back at these blacks because we're losing a lot of dollars when they're not shopping with us. They lose a lot of fucking dollars when blacks are not shopping with us. They don't make us happy. That means okay, they're not- but that's the thing. That's the killer part about it. Blacks are not shopping with us. That's not, saying, that's not saying blacks aren't currently stealing in the same blacks that are not stealing today, and they fix up the shop, those same blacks are going to still be shopping with them next week. How? <laughs> well, right now, they don't have no money coming in right now from right here, okay? Who they does have it? Insurance, on top they of have that, insurances with the And insurances that they pay for all of this and all that shit that they stole are going to be right back there. And guess who's going to go buy it? Those same people that were loyal customers prior to. So this isn't doing anything for the community as a black community. This is not doing anything. There's no purpose in this looting. There's no purpose in this vandalism. There's no purpose in this stealing from these stores right now. It was about a peaceful protest. And it, I, I even understand when they were destroying the cop cars and things like that. But y'all went from the cop cars to Marietta Street to the fucking Starbucks. And now y'all done carried y'all asses to Fit Plaza and Lenox Square for fucking what? Again, to me, all these institutions that you just named, Starbucks, Gucci, Chick-fil-A, have all have documented history of racist interactions with black people. I don't give a fuck. I have no sympathy. I want them all. My concern is that they I, all get I, I don't, no, 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 no. So I don't have sympathy. That's not what I'm saying. I don't have sympathy. But at this point, there's no purpose. They're not doing this with a mindset that you have right now. I don't believe that. They're doing this because they can. And what they've seen in other cities that have been done, so they're mimicking that. This, the looting of fucking icebox jewelry, that has nothing to do with George Floyd. If this man was a peaceful protester and he was a good guy in the community and promoting all this peaceful stuff, this is not what he would have wanted for y'all to be looting Icebox Jewelry and Target and fucking Starbucks and AT&T to resell all this shit in Gucci. I literally just saw a video on Twitter of a girl in a brand new Gucci bag with a ski mask on. Damn. What, 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 what does that say? That doesn't say I'm in this to to pro to do a silent protest for George Floyd. She wanted like that 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 made.
makes no sense to me. There's no purpose in that. So it's not that they're looting and doing all the purpose. It's the fact that they're doing it with no purpose. If you're going to do something, be purposeful in your actions and what's going on. But y'all are just doing this shit because y'all can at this point. And y'all have seen this in Minneapolis, in Houston, in LA, in Brooklyn, in the Bronx. Like, no, 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 that, that's not the point. Y'all are, y'all are losing sight of the focus and the reason of what's going on right now. I think in the moment of right now, people are angry, people are overwhelmed. Is it justified? No. Angry, angry. overwhelmed? I just looked at somebody's live that was out there during the peaceful protest laughing and kikiing. Niggas is out there with their cars chilling outside on the side of the street for no reason. Peaceful protest as you may, or protest as you may, period, whether it be peaceful or violent, but have a purpose. People that are out there now, they don't have a valid purpose. Walking around with bags and breaking into Gucci and I in the jewelry store. What purpose do you have in breaking into a jewelry store and stealing all their jewelry? What 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 purpose what valid purpose do you have? We we can ask this question for a lot of things. We can ask the purpose when people have when people have riots at the end of sports tournaments, at the end of sports games, when they turn over cars, when they people do this all the time. Nobody asks what's the purpose of people doing this at the end of a soccer game, at the end of a hockey game. This has happened on a number of occasions where they loot and steal shit and burn shit down too. And they don't even have to be outraged. They don't have to have the rage that we have. I don't care that this is, I'm, I'm going to be real. I don't care that this is wrong I, right now. Maybe tomorrow I might care, but right now I don't care that this is wrong. I only care that this is wrong because it's not serving our community. This you see, we keep on. looking at how this makes us look. Nobody ever considers how this makes white people look when they do the same shit. Who I don't want to, like, we keep holding ourselves to a different standard. If we want to be mad and outraged today, we're going to be mad and outraged today. Anybody will not matter, but I'm still going to vocalize how I feel about whether it's white people riding for no reason or black people riding for no reason. I still feel the same way. Unfortunately, in the eyes of everyone else, when black people do the same shit that white people do, we are held to a different standard. That's why I'm just like, this is is not any difference for us. We're carrying on the way that we're carrying on. So as you can imagine, these people really feel like they have nothing to lose. They feel like they are out here. They're out here. They're being killed. They're being targeted. What do they care? They might end up in jail tomorrow. If this didn't happen, they would have probably ended up in jail for a wrong turn anyway. They don't care anymore. Very generalized statement, only because you see people laughing and kicking. Right, and you can't say that they're doing this with intention at this point. Intention was when they were out there burning police cars, jumping on police cars, arguing with the police. That's intention. That's you expressing how you feel because of the circumstances that's going on. But when you take it from that and travel to Marietta Street and travel from Marietta Street to Buckhead, do you know the the dip, the travel time? Do you know that there are professional provocateurs? There are people that are literally hired to be a part to get in positions of like. Get in the mix. Give it. I've seen it. And we're not even saying that this could be like it could be like people out here that's not doing it, but it could just people that could be just people that are sent and placed to do this shit. And but it's like the thing. To do it. what I'm talking about is seeing people that look like me 
like I said, I was just on my phone looking at people that look like me in the fucking ski mask and in a Gucci purse dancing. And this is only, this is very one-sided because this is what I'm seeing versus what's really going on. But what I'm saying is it's been taken from a place of peaceful protesting to a place where it should not be going. There's no reason for y'all to be at the malls to looting to this time and third. Looting is not going to solve anything at this point. And and what is what is signing a petition going to do at this point? What is, I never what said is signing a petition was what is protesting. I, I, I honestly feel like I, I, honestly, I feel like this, this really gives access. Is. I feel like we have no room to be respectable anymore. We don't have no space for that. There's no more respect to give. We've been peaceful in 2000, whatever, when Trayvon Martin, when Michael Brown, 2014, 2015, we were peaceful and respectful as fuck. And I agree and here with we you. we are again. In the same predicament, and I completely agree with you, but it's just like peaceful protests didn't work. The violence. My brother was, my brother was 12 years so old when that shit happened. He's 20 years old today, okay? Right. This is mad little. It's and not changing. We don't have no more space to be respectable. Fuck y'all shit. Fuck all y'all but, shit. But Fuck you're all y'all shit. Uh, we have no more space to be respectable at the end of the day. Looting the mall is not going to solve. I'm trying to think of solutions, things that are going to make a difference. Looting malls and, and jewelry stores, that's not going to make a that's difference. That's literally how America became an empire. That's how the British Empire came. That's how all these places came to be. Okay, so we'll look back at this in two weeks and realize that all of the shit that they're doing tonight is not going to make not an ounce of a difference. Not an ounce of a difference. It don't matter. It don't matter. How does it not matter? It. I feel we like are literally for me, for me, their expectations what I'm saying is what's going on tonight. What I'm saying is these people are fucking outraged. Everybody's outraged. Everybody's but outraged. why the fuck are we breaking into malls? And now it's not at a point of outrage. It's the point of let's do what the fuck we want to do. So right now, right now, at it feels like the purge. It does. This has not. This is far away from the purpose of protesting for George Floyd. It that, no, I, I don't believe that he's even on their mind right now. That. No, you you can't tell me that they're looting fucking Lennox and Phipps Plaza for George Floyd. You you can't convince me of that. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't. I don't think you can't tell me that that. I don't think it's about any specific person anymore. Anymore at all. No, I don't think it's for the memory of George Floyd. I think everybody has their own personal reason right now at this point. At this point. I don't believe there is a valid reason. I don't. You can't tell me that people are doing what they're doing right now at 1.48 in the fucking morning to be heard. It What, what justice is this going to serve? None. Y'all niggas are about to get on that Fulton County fucking bus and go the fuck to jail. What is it going to solve? Go to jail with all the jewelry you just fucking stole, all the Gucci bags you just stole, all the Fendi and this type you just stole. They might be able to flip that shit and create generational wealth. We don't know that. No. Yes. 
don't want this. They can sell that shit. They can sell that shit and make an investment. We don't know, Kayla. We don't know. We so don't know. Very realistic. We don't know. You don't know no scammers that sell bags out the truck of the cars. You don't know nobody that sells. Not for generational wealth. You don't know nobody that sells Facebook phones. I feel like we all have, have their own little business. You don't know nobody that sell phones that had their own little business? I don't. Oh, well. Let me put you on. Don't. This is just me speaking my piece. Everyone should, you know, is entitled to their own opinion, but this is just how I feel. Like, that, it, the shit turned left after 7 o'clock p.m., maybe 7.30. I wish they would have had just let them keep walking. I think when they stop, let them. When they stop them, when they got crazy, got that's the temperature got really hot. CNN sign and they, they stopped them right in, and kept them all in that little space. If they would have let them niggas keep walking, it would have been fine. They would have walked their ass home. Yeah, I, I think this has gone way too far, and Lord knows what the news will be reporting when we wake up because they're still out there. I've said my piece. I wish, I hope nothing else happens tonight that's detrimental to my community. And look, these police can't even do shit because they don't, don't nobody want to catch a case. Right. So no one want to catch a case. These people, as stupid as it may be, burning shit down. We're not the ones that created raping and pillaging. We're not the ones that created, like, plundering and stealing shit. We're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. But when... Who will make the difference? I feel like... Don't ask us to be a bigger person, Kayla. Don't ask us to be... We want to be small. We want to be small. Say that again? Don't ask black people to be a bigger person when we the minorities. Make the people at the school who have the, the power to change, make them be the bigger people. Don't ask us to be the bigger people. Fuck but that. they won't. Well, then well, don't we ask us to be the bigger people. Either. Community. Let's just say, look. And let us handle this our shit. This is what we're going to have to do. It's tiring. It, it's exhausting. I didn't think I would see this today. I did I not think, think I would see any of this today. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that. You never seen this in Atlanta, not in a long time. I didn't think it would get here, honestly. I, I didn't think it would it would get to Atlanta. I definitely say I, I didn't think it would. I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow's gonna be like. I really don't. I don't even know. No, what. Like, that's not, when I, I wake up for work in the morning, when I wake up for work in the morning, I gotta drive out. I don't know what I'm gonna see. I don't know, like... I could just drive around the city just because when I get up, I might be stuck in traffic. Oh, no, that's I know. I'd be kind of yeah. scared to drive around the city, too, honestly. I feel like even since COVID stopped, like, um, has let up, or at least black people let up on COVID, niggas have just been driving crazy since they've been back on the road. They said that, mom said it was like 50 fatal accidents on the road since, in the last two weeks, since they started opening um, the state back up. Well, I mean, they didn't, they haven't been doing driving tests, so what do you expect? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Them little dumbass teenagers. 
So that's what we're dealing with right now. So after all this shit, we got to deal with all that shit. So it's like. We got to deal with dumbass leaders, dumbass fucking presidents, dumbass fucking governors. That's why you just have to pray. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's all you can do is pray. Shit. Even the guy that killed him, you just have to pray. Yep. Like, what it's else is left? Don't Nothing. have anything. You got to Let's, come on, Craig. Lead us in prayer, Craig. Come on, Craig. You got it. Sister Sarah, you want to lead Brother Craig, lead us in prayer. Craig, lead us. First of all, I just cursed. I know, I can't. Wow. JP, you want to lead us in prayer? If I lead us in prayer, we all going to hell. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, stop being scary. Uh, Kayla, come go on. Ahead and pray. Craig, come on now. Craig said like, his prayers. Craig, I heard you was a pastor, though, too, Craig. Craig led us in prayer a couple weeks ago. It was good. I heard Craig be speaking in tongues. <laughs> you got jokes. He <laughs> said, "Jesus wet." Oh, he's stupid. Go ahead, Craig. Damn, you the you the police officer. You don't want to need to pray right, right now. Come on, Craig. Come on, pray okay. for us all. Because you guys didn't think to tell him this is not okay, 
y'all are bad by default. No matter how much you present yourself as good cops or you didn't do it, you did do it. You attributed to it because you never told him to let up. So it's it, like a double-edged sword. Like you have, it like, is. you there are people who really can't separate the badge from the person. Mm-hmm. On one side, we see all cops as bad, but we don't see the person. And then on the other side, you see all cops as good. Period, because mm-hmm. they're cops. So the person that they are don't matter because they're a cop. Mm-hmm. It's like those. They're, those are there are two types of people that. That's two types of view of cops. Yeah. It's sad because there's no way to separate. There's no, it's no right way to separate them. There's not, yeah. there's not really a lot of jobs that really um, kind of define your character for you, like law enforcement does. Because mm-hmm. people automatically have an assumption of you based off of your your um, occupation, which, which is not fair. Do y'all think we need law enforcement? Yeah. We As need, black, we need no. order. There was justice. Sierra, Sierra, been. So what's up? I mean, yeah, we do. We do need. Um, we do need parameters. We do need law enforcement. But I feel like we also need. Um, we do need law enforcement for law enforcement. But if they aren't really enforcing law, then what good are they? Wait, no, 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 no. We need, like, um. Like we need a, a better governing body over them, somebody mm-hmm. that's like a, a ethics board, if that, if right. that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Just like nurses have ethics boards, I'm sure police have some some sort sort of it, but I feel like there there needs it's to be strong. it's there needs to be a, a tighter. I mean, come on, we can't keep seeing the same thing. And I and I, Craig, I said I love you, King. I appreciate what you're doing, but the field does need more people that are holding them accountable. They do need a lot more accountability because there's, you said it, complaints can be complaints, but when you have situations where you're involved in one more than one case with excessive force, where's the accountability? And, and that's not everybody, but again, like there's not, there needs to be accountability for that occupation mm-hmm. period. Again, all we can do is pray for each other, right? Because that's all we can do. Like, that's that's real shit at the end of the day. We got to pray about it, bro. We got to put that shit in God's hands. It's that simple. Cause so, Pastor, pray. Pray. <laughs> pray. Can I please get a moment of silence? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, you know, you know what? Kayla, go ahead and lead us in the prayers, Sister Bricks. I mean, my prayer would be shabby. Let's get it. It don't matter. It don't matter. We in this together. Jehovah God, I thank you for bringing us together today. Um, Although we have a lot of differences with our opinions and how we feel about what's going on in the world now, I thank you for allowing us to come together and being able to just communicate how we feel and and come together to talk about it and to kind of talk through it. Um, I continue to pray that you protect all of us and what's going on now because we never know when it'll be our time um, to have to deal with such situations as what's going on right now. Um, I pray that you continue to protect us, especially Craig, being that he is one of the frontline 
um, responders and what's going on today, protect mm -hmm. him and allow people to see him as a person before they see him as a cop. And also with all of us, allow whoever we come into contact with to see us as people, not of color, but as people um, and just in comparison to them and people with a heart and, and your children at the end of the day. Um, so continue to protect all of us as well as our loved ones and what's going on today. And I hope everyone just finds it in their heart to see the good rather than the bad and, and focus on what's more important and what's going on right now and to uplift us as a community, and not as individuals, but all, you know, as one. And um, just protect us and hold us together at this time because with what's going on, we can't continue to go on as individuals, but we need to come together as a, as a community to kind of get through this and with everything that's going on right now. So just uh, just protect us and, and lead us in the right direction as we move forward. Um, and through your son, Jesus Christ, name I pray, amen. 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 Kayla, you're welcome. Amen. And on that note, we're going to leave it at that. So I'm going to uh, have everybody get their social media handles one more time before we end this thing. Kayla, I appreciate that prayer, and I feel better already with that. So, Kayla, give them, give them your uh, Instagram one more time. My Instagram is four underscore Kaysimone. That's four underscore K-S-Y-M-O-N-E. Craig, throw it to him one more time. DJ Rockefeller. F-E-L-L-E-R-D-J-R-F-O. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Sarah, take your time with yours. Give it to him. <laughs> she tried it, though. T-H-O, though. That's it. I can't spell. After 1 o'clock. All right, well, this has been the official two episodes of Insufficient Funds, and we are signing out. Wait, JP. What? I just want, like, you also have to tell the people, like, just make sure y'all protect yourselves yeah. and just be mindful of the times and what's going on right now because this is scary. Like, it is. It, it, it's really scary, and we really have to be realistic in terms of what's going on right now and be mindful and, and check on your friends, check on your loved ones consistently. I know I definitely need to work on that, but, like, this shit is serious. It's, it's no joke. And yep. we don't know where this is going to go and where this will lead us. So just just be mindful of everything that you do and just be very cautious and just pray. Like, whatever y'all do, don't forget to just pray and ask God for guidance and for protection at the end of the day because that's what we need. And that's at the end of the day is what's going to be the end all be all. It's out of our hands at this point. Amen. So just stay close to God and whatever that you do. Also, just to add to that, just remember whenever dealing with law enforcement um, officers, just make sure your hands are visible at all time. And the biggest thing is to comply. That's all I can say is to comply. Yeah. You will never win on the side of the road, but you can and you will win in the courtroom if, if in your favor if you are right. Okay, so just, uh, just be safe and um, continue to stay positive and uh, you know, that's it for me. Again, Craig, we appreciate you for coming on and giving us so much knowledge on this shit. Cause like I said, again, before we did, we didn't know any of this. 
So we appreciate you for coming on and letting us know so many different things. Like I learned so much from you, and I appreciate that, bro. I really do. We appreciate you and what you do, and you are my favorite cop. Facts. And we out this thing, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Seriously.